What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today! So, you open Google Chrome on your phone, you're rushing to buy tickets to a concert that all your friends are going to. Picture yourself now, crowd surfing to the front, being invited onto the stage, backstage the world tour, and before you know it, you're dancing in Tokyo. Wait, what? Three tickets left? It's a good thing your saved payment details autofill quickly and securely. There's no place like Chrome. Download Google Chrome on your phone. I love driving with Uber because I have access to 24-7 live support. As a female driver, I need to feel protected. Uber has my back for sure. Uber, earn like a boss. Sign up to earn today at uber.com slash boss. Forever. Dog. Yeah, the, I couldn't. I, I, I couldn't with Matt David showing up at the end. He's not even credited in this movie. This is what he always does. He keep, this is exactly what I thought. He, he does this all the time. It's so I annoying. Think, does he owe somebody? Like, does he owe these people? Or like, why does he continue? No, it's because everybody knows he'll do it. Yeah. And so they just get him to do it. But it's like... I'm tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> he did it in Interstellar. He did it. I feel like he did it in another movie that was just like this, where he like he was like the big business person at the end of the Yeah, well, what was it? We, was we watched it. Uh, it was some movie that we watched. Oh, crap. And he's probably uncredited, so we'll never find it. I know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was some movie that like literally everyone in the movie was black, and then they were like, but also Matt Damonson. <laughs> What was it? <laughs> it wasn't the bank movie, though, right? No. No, I don't think it was the... Because he was, like, much younger. Oh, uh, Finding Finding Forrester, right? Like, at the end of Finding Forrester, he comes oh, in and he's like... he's the... You're right. He's like, uh, all this money was left to you, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What the yes. hell? <laughs> Listen, the craziest Matt Damon situation ever, I remember, I, I will always say is I'm um, Trip Like, that... I still yeah. don't understand why he's in Euro Trip singing Scotty Doesn't Know. But I remember being in high school, like, is that Matt Damon? Like, I did yeah. <laughs> He has a really great entourage cameo, too, where, like, he shows up as himself, but he's, like, uh, this sort of, like, self-absorbed actor. But then it's either the tag at the end or there's just like a runner where it's him screaming on the phone talking about how they fucked him <laughs> like he's, he's like on set like waiting for for vince to show up or something and he's just like you fucked me you fucked like it's like a montage of him screaming it's hilarious it's also funny i think he had to direct him in a commercial and he kept saying Vinny was like terrible yeah like the whole yeah, time that, he was like it was fucking awful <laughs> <that might be. laughs> 
I have an Oscar. Yeah, he's like, he's like <laughs> <laughs> uh, the whole time. Every time he tries to act, he just keeps shitting on him, and he's like, it's like a charity for kids or something like that. It's like, do you want the kids? <laughs> like he just just on that. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm gonna have to watch. We're that starting off this podcast talking about Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, what? How did that happen? Because <laughs> I mean, come on. Wow. When he shows up in the movie, you're just like, what's happening? Like, it, the movie sort of just becomes about that. <laughs> like, at that point <laughs> oh, in the movie, man. you're like, now I guess this this is about Matt this Damon. Is a, this is a Matt Damon film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, like, really? Man. That's what you went with? You couldn't make no sudden move? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am upset because I want it to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not even going to acknowledge it. I'm not even I didn't hear it. No, I'm saying like they couldn't think of something else, you know? It's like you didn't have no sudden move. What are you saying? Stop. <laughs> stop. Don't why do you say what it again is that all the time? What's supposed to mean? <laughs> what is what's supposed to mean? Like you always say it again like it's a better <laughs> vibe. Stop. Don't no. Uh, no. 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 All right. <laughs> no sudden move. Stop. <laughs> Just stop. Can you? Um, can we start this? <laughs> I don't know. Stop. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid to make... I don't want to make no sudden move. Okay, dude. Okay. Oh, Let's, start you, okay. Let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock. James III. Gerard Milligan. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. And if it's ever that, I'm going to Don Cheadle's phone voice. Don Cheadle's phone voice? You know how his phone voice was more the accent than the way he talked? First, it's so funny. I, guess so. <laughs> I loved his That's accent. Happened. That's the bad part. It was I great. It, loved it was great. But on the phone, there was something about on the phone. Like on the phone, he was like, ah, ah, it was like more. <laughs> and then they would cut to him like talking on the phone and it would be, be more subtle. <laughs> I love that. I love that. All but his right. voice is great for me, so I'm sorry. For those of you who don't know, this oh, excellent God. timber of a voice that you're listening to right now. One that you would say, hey, maybe you should do America's Top 40 instead of Casey Kasem, who hasn't done it in a long <laughs> No one's saying that. Instead of Casey Kasem? <laughs> like, maybe you should dub over Casey Kasem's voice. No one's saying that. Like, that no, nobody's saying that. It's Jonathan Braylock. That's, that's who this is. Wow. Casey Kasem was the voice of Shaggy and Scooby Doo. Yeah, James. <laughs> yeah, what, in, the, in the original cartoons? I don't yeah. know if he started it, but he was the voice in the early cartoons. Yeah. yeah. All right. I thought he was the, the main. Was one. he the original from the beginning? He was I the original. So. Melissa. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, he Melissa was the voice of Shaggy. So quick. It was crazy. Good. That's really wild to think about. Uh, this Scoob. voice is that. No, no, James. <laughs> God dang it. Sorry. Uh, this voice that is tired already is that of Gerard Milligan. And this voice is James the Third. All right. As you can see, neither of those voices could replace Casey Kasem. 
Wow. <laughs> are you doing Casey Case? Like, Why is this, this energetic? <laughs> Detroit, baby. I know. It's... Oh, my God. Melissa anyway, just chimed uh... in saying that it's Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> Why did Ryan you jump Seacrest to Casey Kasem? You no, could have said Ryan Seacrest. No, because we're I'm ignoring right because yeah, Ryan Seacrest. Of course, he replaced Casey Kasem. But now that people are hearing this voice, they're like, "Wait a minute!" I thought he replaced Dick Clark. Listen, Ryan Seacrest replaced everybody. <laughs> yeah, a lot of he's the go-to host. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember when it was another white dude on American Idol. It was two of them. Never bring this up. That poor dude. Is he around? What's he doing? Everybody tells me that this happened, but I refuse to believe it, even though I've seen the YouTube clip. (laughs) I used to watch the first season. I believe that that happened. Where'd that guy go? Um, I never watched the first season. Um, Guys, today we are a film review podcast. We review the films of leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity Mm. in Hollywood. But today, no, why am I saying but? <laughs> and today. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say what? <laughs> but today are we not we're doing, doing this. Today? <laughs> today we're doing. Uh, and today Good we're hunting, starring Matt <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Today we are doing the film No Sudden Move. That is an HBO Max film. Uh, I, I don't think this came out in theaters. No, no, no. I don't think so either. No. Nah. Which is strange to me. But because it's a star-studded film, it has Don Cheeto, Benicio del Toro. You also have Ray Liotta. You got David Harburger. How do you say his last name? You got you got, <laughs> you got Kieran Culkin. You uh, got Brandon Fraser. Brandon Fraser. Brandon Bill Fraser. Duke. Bill Duke. Uh, and then of course, oh, John Ham was in this for like Amy, five minutes. Yeah, John Ham. What's her name? The don't know how to say her last name. Amy Simons. She was. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't know her name. Yeah, no, I uh, I was like, she was the one that was most familiar to me out of all the... The other, there is one who was, she was in the the movie with Adam Sandler. Oh, uh, Julia, Julia Fox. Fox. Come Julia on. Fox. I still haven't seen that movie. But she was great, too. She had the most kills. Yeah, yeah she did. Um, also, <laughs> I was shocked. I don't know why I was shocked to see her. You know what? Maybe this is progress. Um, Frankie Shaw was in this, who had that show Milf, but, you know, Milf had a, a lot of controversy for her directing oh, stuff. But you know what? Hey, man. You know? Oh, also Noah Jupe, who I I feel like he's been in everything recently. Yeah. I had to yeah. Google him because I was like, I that know dude. this kid. I didn't know he was like the shy of everything. He's in kid. Quiet Place. Yeah. He was in The Undoing and Honey Boy. Whenever I see him, I always think he's from something else. I always think he's from none of his credits. <laughs> I'm always like, why do I know this kid? And I think of 12 other projects that aren't his. Oh. And then I go, no, I've seen, but I've seen well, all these he other also, things. He's, he also looks a little bit like the kid from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, a little bit, yeah. And so I want to assume it's him. But it's not. He doesn't have the, like, the teeth. Yeah. Right. I mean, I like him a lot, though, because he's... Um, he's great. And Honey Boy, he was really good. And then also in A Good Place. Woo! A Good Place, too. He Quiet was place. acting his ass off. Quiet place. He was acting yeah, his he ass was off. Real... Man. Oh man, I have thoughts about a good, a good place. Listen, too. Quiet now, place now, is now definitely I'm not a good, a good place. place. Sorry, sorry, it's not a good place. You're right. All right, let's about talk about good. Quiet Place too. Um, <laughs> this film has a ninety percent Rotten Tomatoes, sixty-one percent audience score. Okay. This is like I one of those movies growing up that just felt like an adult movie. 
Like, <laughs> this is a movie, like... This is one of those movies growing up. You just saw it two days. <laughs> but, it like, felt, he means... But this feels like, this feels like, you know... The style of movie is not flashy. Right. It's not yeah, like Steven not Soderbergh, flashy. though. No, no, this doesn't feel like a Steven Soderbergh film to me. This feels like Soderbergh, I mean, it just feels different. It feels like grown mm-hmm. where like my uncle, I know it's a Soderbergh film, but I'm saying, but it feels like. I'm just saying that it was grown. You didn't feel like Steven Soderbergh films were grown. I don't like know. A- they felt like out of sight and like out of sight and oceans felt like they were grown, but it felt like cool grown. Whereas this is the one where I'm like, my 50 year old. You know, uncle might be like, "Hey, man, I had saw that movie," and I'm like, "Nigga, I don't know what you're talking about." That's the kind. This is that movie felt traffic like. though, right? Yeah, that's what I I more <laughs> meant like traffic. Oh, I never remember he does traffic. Oh, yeah. Wow, I always consider like the girlfriend experience, the oceans. Um, yeah, yeah. Out of sight. It's a very I think of a whole lane. different. Yeah, I have a whole di- <laughs> magic mic. I think of a whole different. Soda. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy! I forgot. Sorry. Oh man, that's crazy. Anyhow. He also did Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. Wait, he did Aaron Brockovich? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Damn, I had no idea. The Informant, Contagion, Haywire. Anyway, no sudden move. It's a crime mystery kind of movie. A lot of twists and turns. We basically are following... Well, we're following a lot of people, but like Don Cheadle and Benicio Del Toro are set up for this... You know, simple job. It's supposed to be a simple job where they babysit a family while the father has to go run an errand and then they're going to get paid $5,000 each. Or actually, I think Benicio Del Sorio was getting higher rate. He had a, I think, what was it? 7500 Yeah. But then, you know, complications arise and stuff happens. What else to say about this film? Oh, I do like I forgot to say. Steven Soderbergh. His coolness about him is that, you know, he usually DPs his movies and will, like, DP on other movies under, like, random-ass pseudonyms. So the one for this movie is Peter Andrews, but it's actually Steven Soderbergh. So I think oh. that's always fun. Yeah. I mean... he can actually DP. Him why does he DP Zach under Snyder. a different name, though? What's the purpose of that? I don't know. I'm looking at an article about it right now. I'll read it and let you know. Wikipedia says the budget for this film was just like $8.19 million, which is insane for this cast and the fact that it was a period piece. How how did it, how did it cost that little? How did it possibly know. cost that little? I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, that's really it. All right. Shall we do initial thoughts? No sudden move. HBO Max. This is how movies are now. <laughs> yeah. I'll Great go first. To streaming. I'll go first. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Melissa says that Steven Soderbergh does that due to issues with the Writers Guild early in his career. Soderbergh was forced to come up with a pseudonym to receive credit for cinematography work on his films. He's named Peter Andrews as a tribute to his father, his father and middle names. All right. First and middle names. Oh, that's dope. That's nice of him. Issues with the Writers Guild? All right. I'm going to have to look into it. What even? I got a link to. <laughs> I got a link to. This movie was good. I'm not going to lie. At one point, I genuinely stopped caring. Oh. <laughs> I can't tell you what point, and I'm scared to say what point, because I feel like y'all going to judge if it was too early. So yeah, um, you can say what point. 15, you, just don't want you know exactly when it was. It's like 15 minutes into the movie. It was like, no, man, no, no. fuck. It had me. No way. How could it only be 15 minutes? No, no, no. I was with it for a while. It just didn't end. 
Yeah, once we got to like the hour 30, I was like, all right. Okay. I think an hour and a half into the movie, it feels like the movie's over and then there's 30 more minutes. Yeah, I, I that's like, how I, I felt that. I felt that too. For some reason, they decide to go, let's figure out what this, what's go, what's actually <laughs> happening. Let's keep going. Let's, let's go all the way to the top. I thought the acting was great. I actually really liked Don Cheadle's voice in this movie. I like this voice too. It I just really was... liked his voice. I thought it was actually really cool. I love that David Harper was like kind of the geeky guy. Yeah, man, it was enjoyable. Yeah. I just always wonder, is Ray Liotta tired? Like, is he like, guys, <laughs> like, I get it. Dude's been playing the same. They don't even give him new lines anymore. They're just like, hey, remember that shit you said in that other movie? And I think he's also in that um, new, what's the, what's the show about? The Sopranos movie coming out. And I'm like, all right. He's got to be in that. Come on. <laughs> what? Crazy. That's really crazy. That's crazy. I thought it was good. I thought it was fun. What he does, baby. Makes mob movies. So yeah. I don't need to see this again, but hey, it was a good watch mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 I was similar to you, Dry, in that I enjoyed it. I thought it looked cool. I thought the acting was good. But then there is a point. I feel like it's like right around the time... <laughs> that right before Matt Damon shows up, where it's just sort of like, why is this still happening? Like, why why are we still in this? There were also times for me to, Ed Solomon wrote this, and there were times where, I don't know if I was letting Matt color the movie or if just I was like, tonally, tonally, I'm struggling a little bit. Like, I'm struggling a little bit with like, what's happening like is is this scene supposed to be comedic and it's being directed like it's mm. not or is it you know i liked as the mystery was unraveling for most of it all that stuff was fun but then it was like so many double crosses there were like in the last like 12 minutes of the movie there's 45 <laughs> double crosses <laughs> and it was it's, just it felt like, like uh uh what was it double double take or uh, the one with Eddie Griffin and uh, Orlando Oh, yeah, Jones. did that have a bunch of <laughs> yes. double crosses at the end? I don't even remember. I don't even remember that. You almost movie. called yeah. this movie terrible because that movie no. was awful. No, no. no. Double, it was not bad. Like I like double... First of all, I like double take, but yeah. in double take, yes, at the end of the movie, it's like five double crosses. There are just so many at the end of this. Yeah. And so that was like... It became uninteresting because like everybody was turning on everybody and like when Benicio turns on, it was like, it was just all this weird, like water under the bridge. Let's keep going. Even though he clearly just, I don't know. There was like a lot of like, I don't get why everyone's turning on everybody and is part of this turning on it, the plan or not, or not the plan, you know? So uh, that just got too much, but yeah. But like, ultimately I feel like the movie's fun and sort of generally love that HBO max is doing like these movies with these like big stars that are like kind of smaller, you know, stories. I'm liking that. I'm I'm into seeing what else they do. Man, it sucks because these are movies you would want to see in theaters, but you can't anymore, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So for me, like, this is definitely not a bad movie, but there's a part of me that feels like, and I don't, I honestly can't tell anymore. I can't tell if it's the fact that it was all, it's just a streaming movie and I just like could put it on my TV or the fact that like, the first time I saw that this movie existed was because I was just scrolling HBO Max and I just saw that and I was like, there's a film with this cast that like <laughs> yeah. I had I literally knew nothing about until it was just popping up on my HBO Max screen, which is it just feels insane because there's so many people in the so many actors, big like mm-hmm. bigger name actors in this movie 
a huge name director, a huge screenwriter, you know, and I'm like, I don't know anything about this film. It wasn't so bad that I was like, oh, that's why they just buried it. But it also wasn't, it didn't feel like it lived up to, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it wasn't like one of those movies where I remember when like American Gangster came out and I was like, oh, I was like so pumped to see that. Even if I, I mean, I, I like that film a lot, but I think like, like for some people it's like, oh, it wasn't as good as you thought it was going to be. There was still like prestige to it. Yeah. And for this, it didn't feel like that. It just felt like these guys were just doing a movie. I will say, I'm I'm like, I'm down with like Brennan, what Brennan Fraser looks like and acts like now. I don't know. There yeah. was something about Hell it. Yeah. I was like, I like this transformation. I like this. Come on, like, Brennan Fraser. Dude. <laughs> dude, I, dude, I like man. this new Brennan Fraser. Like it it was kind of cool. There were there was a point in time where I felt like, are these actors maybe a little too old, you know? specifically Don Chino and Benicio Del Toro, just because like, it didn't feel like the film was leaning on them supposed to be so like, yeah, like being post, like retirement or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, which it felt like mm-hmm. they should be. I also feel like I don't know. I don't really know what this movie was about, like outside of just like a fun yeah. caper, you know, like outside of the plot, what was the movie really about anything? I mean, at the end, they like, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I thought it was a joke when he was like, yeah, man, this plans for an exhaust. I was like, oh, I, I thought that was a legit joke thing. Until no, I was like, but oh, like, no, that's yeah, what this they, is. They like tied it into like real history of like this real thing that happened with these big auto companies like conspiring together to prevent like this new technology from getting out. And I was like, okay, but this isn't connected to the film mm-hmm. at all. Or mm-hmm. even any of it. I mean, like it's barely connected to the themes of the film. It's like, Matt Damon had to come in and tell us like what this movie was all about, kind of. Yeah. And I was like, I guess. And then the end is strange. I want to talk about it. I definitely was confused sometimes. I think I followed it through, but I, I was kind of, I don't know. Anyway, well, I guess we'll get into it. I will, I will admit something to you right now before we start. I watched it, and at a certain point... Don't tell me you, you skipped ahead. I didn't skip ahead. What did you do? <laughs> TikTok, man. TikTok is the devil, okay? I was I was watching it, but at one point I was like, I don't know what's happening anymore. Right. And I was on TikTok and I looked at TikTok. <laughs> so I you weren't it. watching it. Try didn't watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but at I one think, point, at one I think, point, I didn't care about the movie anymore. I think, <laughs> Maybe I think it was, I was on TikTok. I, I think I was on TikTok longer than I thought, so I had to go back at a certain point. We had get there, and I'll tell you what part I had to go back. But I had to go back, and when I rewound how long it was, it was like 15, 20 minutes, and I was like, yo, that means I was on TikTok for like 15 <laughs> That's TikTok does that, though. I, I swear, I open that app, and then four hours go by. And I'm like, yo. I've been in the <laughs> same spot. Like, what am I doing? Like, what did I do? I'll tell y'all which part seemed funny to me as we as we go through it. But it was a lot of the David Harbour stuff. A lot of the... And, and it was I think weird, because that- we stayed with him... We like follow the end of his journey and to yeah. a point where I was like, what? Like he's not even connected to this movie or yeah. movie's main right, characters yeah. anymore. <laughs> I was like, is he a main character? Like I <laughs> Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood is sponsored by Better Help. Guys, oh, man, you know, I just had a job end, which, you know, I was very fortunate to have, but it's so funny how quickly stress starts to accumulate. <laughs> 
<laughs> when you're not I, working. It's too much. It's too much. It's heavy. You know. I got the I got the shakes. Um, and you know, the the heart palpitations, all of it. I I agree. I will say I've had the benefit of not being unemployed this long since 2009. And I, what are we in April? Uh, soon to be May. And mm-hmm. I have not had a paycheck all of 2024. Uh, so this is the most stress I've ever had. My parents may need to get an aid. And I'm like, where, wh- who's coming to save the day? So stress is high. Anxiety yep. is high. And, you know, sometimes... To talk about this stress, therapy can be a safe space. Like, get that stuff off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down, you know, instead of just keeping it all bottled up and feeling like you have to hold everything inside. I know therapy has helped me. I, I kind of, I almost look at it as like check in. Like, sometimes I'm just, I got a lot to say, sometimes not so much, but it's like, it is super, super helpful. Yeah. I appreciate getting the, the tools to like kind of understand. My, the mechanism of how I'm of how I'm behaving, you know, and reacting mm-hmm. in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use BetterHelp and Timothy, black male therapist, saves the day because he gets it, man. I'm like, you know what? Thank you, bro. For sometimes it's just thirty minutes of just me rambling, and I'm like, oh, you didn't even say hello yet. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's like, keep going. I'm like, thank you. Yes. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. Designed to be convenient and flexible, it's suited to your schedule, which is absolutely uh, essential these days. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you want, switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com jump today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot jump. You got to jump. To get that better help, better help. This episode is brought to you by Lay's. Lay's potato chips proudly grow potatoes on over 100 farms across North America. That's right. You're living in a nation full of golden stuff. From 23 million potatoes in Virginia to 366 million potatoes in California in 2022 alone. You can thank your farmers for making your stay golden moments possible. Lay's. Stay golden. To learn more, head to goldengrowshere.com. So, what are you thinking for lunch? Uh, I can't. I'm getting new window treatments. Why don't you just go to blinds.com? Because I need custom products. Blinds.com products are made to order, and they ship samples to you fast and free. Wow, how convenient. Tell me more. They can even verify your measurements and handle the installation. Plus, their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Well, you've convinced me. Let's go eat. I've got time now. Shop blinds.com and save 40% on selected products. Rules and restrictions may apply. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? 
Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, at the top, Don Cheetah's walking down the street. That's the other thing is like, I don't know if we ever get a, that good of a sense of like who this guy is. I guess we get his main motivation, which is he wants to buy a piece of land that he lost. Something. Yeah, somebody took some land from him and yeah. he's trying to get it back. I think that woman he meets, he goes he to suitcase. I guess they, yeah, they dated. Yeah. Is that his something. baby? That I liked crying. that scene. I don't, I don't I w- my thought was that, I don't know. She cries immediately when the baby cries. And I was like, damn, are they trying to tell us that that's his baby or she didn't want him to know that she had moved on to that degree? You know, I couldn't oh, tell. I couldn't, I couldn't tell either. which, which Wait, one it was. Was the guy there her father or her husband? You know, I thought it was her father, but then I was like, maybe it's her. Father. I thought it was her father. I thought yeah. it was a father too, but then I was like, Back in the day, old dudes stayed dating young women. So I was like, it could be her I mean, husband. clearly. He yeah. also let him in the house. <laughs> I don't know. What's her name? Julia Fox. Oh, yeah. Was with two men that are much older than her. Yeah. I think she's younger than all of us, too. I thought it was her father. But then when the baby cried, I was like, well, now I don't know. I don't know yeah. if they're trying to tell us that this is his child. And he's just about to walk away from this I, baby. Or is she, you know, what, what is it that she's feeling? But I liked that scene. I like that scene a lot. Yeah, I felt like he didn't know it was his baby. Anyway, at, at the top, at the top. He goes, and he, he goes to the bar. And this part I did find funny. When he's like, hey, you call for me. Yeah, somebody looking to get some work done. And he's like, where is he at? He's in the back. He's like, what is he, white? And he goes, ah, uh, man. He didn't say anything. <laughs> That actor uh, is uh, Craig Mums Grants, R.I.P. Passed away this year. Oh, um, he! I actor. thought he looked familiar. Yeah. yeah. Oh no! Great actor. Great turn in this movie. Yeah, and then we kind of get this this idea that he's like, it better not be Frank, and it's like it's not Frank. And then he's like, why? You know, why are you trying to set me up? Why are you giving me to like some sketchy stuff? And he's like, listen, after what you did at the hotel. You know, you lucky anybody's calling. So we're like, all right, something happened with him at the at a hotel. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, so you're like, OK, like who, you know, whatever. It's some some gangster stuff. Uh, we see Brendan Fraser. He tells him about the job. Uh, then they drive over to meet Benicio Del Toro. Then Benicio Del Toro is with Julia Fox. And we can kind of tell that she's. Like. They're probably having an affair. We don't know yeah. about it's what. It's a reveal that she's Frank's yes, wife, yes. right? That when that happens, okay, yeah. to me. It, it is. Yeah, she yeah, talks yeah. about she talks about how whoever her husband is in that scene, he doesn't compliment her. He doesn't like right. why would I right, put out for right, somebody right. who else? Yeah. So you know yeah. she's cheating. You just don't know who she's cheating with. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. That was cool. I guess yeah. you don't I know until it. I didn't know until until the scene. Yeah, well, yeah. well, until well, but even right before that scene, Don Cheeto, or sometime before that scene, Don Cheeto said something like, "Reference the fact, like I know why he wants to kill you, you know, and something about it's the wife." And uh, I was like, oh, okay. Oh. okay. I mean, I thought Don Cheeto was acting his ass off in this movie, man. The sorry, 
uh, Emmy nominated two minutes of acting time, Don Cheadle. <laughs> Listen, uh, give him, him no, an Oscar no shade. for this. I was, a, that was a compliment. I was trying to give him like put respect on his name. Shit, that like, was a compliment. It was two minutes of acting. Like it, it goes back to like when you're in acting school and they're like, "There's no small part." Because like if you get nominated for two minutes, yo, yeah, come on. Does now, he have, has that does he have a Tony? Yet, can we give him a retroactive Tony for his performance in Top Dog Underdog? And just can we just get let him egot? Can we just? Yeah. He's too good yeah. for this. Let's just give him a Grammy for some for for his for him lip syncing uh, Kendrick Lamar in that music video. Give him a Grammy uh, for that. <laughs> I like Don, man. Don seems like a cool dude who like. I mean, I hope he's. I mean, he seems cool. Like I remember, like you know, he started on Fresh Prince. You know, playing yeah. Will's friend from back home. I like him. I um, mean, in this movie, I did love his accent. Bray, I think you're right. They don't talk about their age, but he did feel like a dude who was old, who was trying to, like, get out to me. He felt like a look like in, he was hiding out. Apparently, he had just got out of jail two days prior. Right. Yeah, that's right. Um, stabbed the dude in jail. So, I mean. I only started thinking about his age in that scene with with his ex. Uh because I, you know, I've obviously been thinking about Benicio's age because he's with Julia Fox, who's clearly young. I was about to say, I started thinking about exes. And I was like, whoa, talking about J Lo? J Lo got you, you know. <laughs> like, everybody talking about exes after J Lo. <laughs> Happy birthday, J Lo. You know? No, but then we opens up, and it's fun because they almost instantly get the team, would you call them a team together? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so fast. And then when Kieran, when he shows up, I'm like, this dude's so funny to me because he he feels anachronistic. <laughs> yes. It's like just his presence. When you think about him, like the three movies I remember him from are uh or three projects are this one, of course, Braylock put me on to succession. Thank you, Bray. And then also Scott Pilgrim. It yeah. is all kind of like the same spectrum of the same character. You know what I'm saying? Like this was just a little grimy. Here. Yeah. But I feel like the kid on succession, if he had to shoot somebody. He would. You know what I mean? I feel like he definitely would do it if his dad was like, hey, I need you to go over there and kill that dude. I guess I got, you know, I feel like he would do it. When he showed up, I got hyped. Because the second he showed up, I was like, this shit about to go horribly wrong. Yes. Like, yes. Yes. And, and they, you know, we don't know, because he doesn't get like an introduction scene like the other two do. He, You know, they just go back to the spot and he's, he's, he's there. The, he's the third guy. And it was like, oh, yeah, okay, all right. It's all about to go down. It's like, and you knew, you knew he was going to be the wild card. Like, you knew everything about him the moment <laughs> you saw him. You're like, he's about to fuck up this joke <laughs> in some way. <laughs> you just you knew were, it. But he said, I was worried about the black guy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. white dude about to ruin it. <laughs> I do like how they address race and moved on from it kind of fast. It was like two scenes, which I guess, you know, this movie takes place in what, the 70s or something? 50s. Yeah. Oh, is it 50s? Oh, yeah. Well, they definitely had to talk about it. I shouldn't have laughed at this, but I laughed when he w- was wiping the seat. <laughs> he was hitting oh, that it was, so he hit it so, so hard because it was like it was like what do you do? Like what are you wiping away? It was away? so aggressive. It was so aggressive. Like why is he banging on the seat? <laughs> <laughs> no, and then like I don't, also you knew like if Don Cheeto had to defend himself, you're like Don Cheeto could handle this. Probably like give him a good fight. Yeah. Also, is Benicio del Toro in this movie? Is he white? They keep calling him white. But, like, in real life, Benicio Del Toro is not white, right? Like, he's not. Well, what is white? I mean, yeah, what is whiteness? Especially for people of Hispanic origin. They always, it's always, like, 
you know, because they consider like... white Hispanic or white or black Hispanic. I mean, he's Mexican. I... He's Puerto Rican. He's Puerto Rican. I mean, that's what they say on, on Wiki. I liked the scene at the end when Matt Damon was sort of trying to be like, you know, we're, you know, you got to understand that. Like my last name was it was Stein. You are added Stein or whatever. What like they were trying to like talk. About. Oh, because he was <laughs> Jewish. He was supposed to be. He was no, to, I think he he took a Jewish name when he or he was or he was Jewish, but then took the name Stein when uh, he came when he came over. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> But then, but then Don Cheeto's just like, yeah, Stein, huge setback. <laughs> it's just like, all right, well, come on. There's, there's all kinds of nuance and com- complexity to this, to this reality. But he said it was such, he was so like, yeah, man, that really set you back. Like, <laughs> I mean, this movie was so interesting to me because I'm like, I-, I was confused on who technically was the bad guy and why they were bad at first like we have no clue what's happening because it's like outside of like okay they got to go get this like the the first setup is like okay they come into this house with with david character and his family's there and they're like holding them all hostage and then they have to go take david to his office to get some envelope with something in it with secret documents in it we don't know what it is Mm. david says he doesn't know what it is they certainly don't know what it is. That's all it's supposed to be. They're all wearing masks. The plan is just to get those documents. And that's that. They don't want anybody to get hurt. So like we have all, you know, we have all a lot of like, you know, somebody comes over to the house and he's finding a hard time to get it. But then he can't get the document. We know that the document isn't there. We see him hand something to the guy. So we know he's lying. And the guy is like, I'll, I'll call it Brendan Fraser's character is like, wait, you know, go to back to the house house i'll get you a call for the next instructions and so before he gets it even gets a call so it's like we're like does he know that these documents are fake like we don't know that yeah. anybody knows that yet i don't think he even knows i think he's like yo i rewind at this part because i was so confused i thought that things changed at this moment because you know, and I like the little things that they were saying, you know, oh, they wouldn't want to hurt us because they're wearing masks and right. blah, blah, blah. you know, like go back and await further instructions. It felt like that was a clue of like something there's going to be further instructions. I thought it just meant like he's going to verify the documents. If the documents aren't good, then something bad is going to happen. And so you're like, oh, something bad is going to happen because we know that he doesn't have the documents. and He just lied about it. Right. But then there's no phones, right? So like Charlie gets back and immediately- Takes his mask off. Takes his mask off and he's like, leave the car running. We're going inside the house, collect everybody. And you're like, what's going on? And they're like, what's going on? You know? See, I thought he was going, once he took that mask off, once he had that exchange in the driveway, I was like, yeah, he about to kill all of them. Because I will say when I got carjacked once, it was like the dude didn't have a mask on. And I remember when I told the cops and everybody that particular part, everyone was like, oh my God, what? Like, it was a, it was a big deal. Yeah. It was a yeah. big deal. And like my mind, I was like, ah, yeah, man. You know, you're like, like, you like, survived. Yeah. Saying. And I was like, yeah. So I, in my mind, I had no idea that like, how grand this thing was. They're like, no mask. Like, nah, it's like T.I. You know, I saw the full description. <laughs> like, no mask. Yo, I remember people freaking out. I was like, oh yeah, because usually when you see their face, you about to go. And I think Don Cheeto notices that instantly. The moment he yeah. walks in without that mask, 
that camera goes yeah. right to Don Cheadle's face. And I'm like, man, he's about to kill all of them. <laughs> right. And and then he was about to kill the dad. And then Don Cheadle kills him. And so we're like, all right. So now they're trying to figure out what's happening. Then they, they get a call. Don Cheadle's killed to kill everybody, including Benicio Del Toro. And he'll get the money. And so he's like, I'm not trusting that. Tells Benicio Del Toro they wind up just leaving. And then their plan is to go get this document themselves, figure out how to get it. I didn't quite understand that, like, if they found that document, then they were going to be fine. You know what I mean? Like, it seemed like things were so fucked. And this was already so fucked at this point that, like, finding the document, I didn't know how I was going to help them. I was like, I don't know if, <laughs> if, I don't know if y'all have any leverage. <laughs> like, I think that's, you still felt that way, obviously. But I think the idea was like, well, somebody wants us dead. I don't, I guess I, I guess the characters were lying, but like, because he eventually confronts Frank Capella, and mm-hmm. and yeah. Frank was like, "I had nothing to do with like I wasn't trying to kill you." But then why would they? Yes, you were. <laughs> yeah, why would they kill them? You know, uh-huh. so he was right. He was just lying. He, he yeah, that. he was lying. Okay, my, okay. my only frustration with it is that it's great. I think you I think you brought it up. American Gangster is so funny because I kept thinking of American Gangster in this movie for some reason. Maybe because I just went to visit my parents. My mom watched it for the first time in her first. <laughs> and like midway through the movie, she goes, why they keep showing? Uh, for, I get why, why I get um, calling characters their character name, and not actor name. Why they keep showing the gladiator? And I was like, <laughs> you're right, ma. The gladiator is in this movie way too much. <laughs> and like watching this movie, I kept thinking about Don Cheadle and I'm like, okay, cool. We can we can split the time between Don Cheadle and Benicio Del Toro. But like, why am I following David Harbour's character? Like he, like yeah. usually if he's in the movie, he's the guy that like, once the cops show up and we see him like, either he messes up again that affects the people, but like, they went to his boss's house. Like, we officially don't need to see him yeah. or the fact that the but girl... That a, he... But that was part of it. Like, everybody was playing everyone because it sort of immediately becomes a part of the movie once we learn that they had a plan with the doc... Like, the, like part of the reason that the documents the are out there... started. And, yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that they had this plan of, like, trying to sell those documents so that they can then run off together. Their scene, the scene that they have where he's like trying to explain like, and I didn't do it. You know, like that's, that scene to me was, was the scene that I struggled with the most in terms of, is this supposed to be <laughs> funny or is this supposed yeah. to be serious? I, sorry, I didn't do, you know what I mean? Like it was kind of like, kind of had that energy of like, I messed up. <laughs> Once she later shows up and like, she didn't get the money. She's like, oh, I'm leaving with the other dude at the office. I'm like, I don't care. Like, why do we care? Why is it so easy for her to just So she just she was leaving with niggas at the office and I was like, I don't care about her. I don't care about him that much. I was like, I don't care. It and was kind of like, cool though that the women were all the women were all working an angle. <laughs> they were all working an angle and sure. like gonna get theirs. That was part of the movie. They were like, yeah. So was the- this so would this be considered like just a big ensemble like just basically like everyone's out to get there so i'm like at the at the end of the day i was like tell me more about don Cheadle. like show me him and i guess benicio but we got to jump out to see all these other people i'm like i don't care about them like uh, whatever happens with frank i don't care about frank like that is he the big bad or not like john ham am i about to see this cop like what's the 
literally when John Hamm shows up in the middle and then at the end it's just there with Matt Damon like what was the point of John Hamm I was so <laughs> it was weird because like they set up John Hamm, like John Hamm comes in and you're like oh I guess now there's gonna be like a cop on their tail the whole time same then, and, and he literally follows or I thought he was following them but then all of a sudden he wasn't following them he just saw mm-hmm. them leave and I was like what and I guess at the end we're just supposed to know that he actually I don't really know he's in the pocket of the mob I mean he's in the pot he's not in the pocket of the mob he's in the pocket of Matt Damon yeah is Matt big, Damon not the mob a big tech, oh no he's you're right you're right you're right he's big tech he's big tech there is one move there is big one auto. thing that bothers me yeah big automotive um and there there's a movie I want to see but I think I we will see it soon I'm just worried about Someone says it, either either Frank, um, Ray Liotta, or or Matt Damon, and they talk about like trying to turn the Italians and the blacks against each other. It's like it's a quick line. Like I forgot who says it. It's about, oh. and I'm like seeing a movie about like the mobs and seeing the black people. I guess my biggest problem with American gangsters, like for the black people to be as successful as they were, also being black. To see that happen and to see how big they got, I'm like, oh, that would be a crazy movie to see, like, the mob factions, like, kind of at war or almost being pitted against each other by an outside party. Usually it was, like, the white party putting the Italians and the the blacks against each other. And I'm like, oh, that'd be a cool movie. And then as I'm sitting here, I'm reading the synopsis for the Sopranos movie, and that's what it's supposed to be about, but not from the black side. And I'm like, oof. This might be a tough watch. <laughs> cause I'm like, yeah. I wanna cause I wanna see like I think the reason I wanna see Don Shields because again in American Gangster, we don't spend as much time as I thought we were gonna spend with Denzel. So I wanna see that black mobster dude or like the shisty dude who kinda like can maneuver in and out and like has survived in this this mob space while like evading the Italian mob, the police, the black mob, you know, like mm-hmm. Bill Duke is after him at one point. And it's like, show me like how crafty is this dude? And they had him be a, smarter than people, but I felt like we kept jumping out to characters who didn't matter. And I'm like, just put it on this black dude. It's Don Cheadle. You know what I'm saying? It's like, put it, come on, yeah. man. Give me Don Cheadle. I also think that part of the reason that it feels like we want to see more Don Cheadle, because I do think that the, that the movie maybe ultimately is a little bit more ensemble than, than not. But it's that when shit hits the fan, we get like two or three scenes back to back that are Don Cheadle focused, which sort of, which I think gives the impression that like he is, is our main focal I mean, character. Begins and ends with him. So he right. is right. But it's yeah. like, but then, but then they do, you know, mid second act into the third act, a substantial amount of that is just other characters that at this point in the movie, we feel like don't <laughs> Don Cheadle leave with five, $5,000. Like, <laughs> it's not funny when they don't kill him and they just give him that stack. And I think I think well, it's five thousand. Well, that's that's the whole. This is the thing that I want to talk about in terms of what this movie is about because the whole movie, Benicio del Toro's character keeps saying like, "Don't get greedy. Just like take take what you can." You know, when it's one hundred twenty-five, but Don Cheadle wants to get more, and then. When it's 375, he's like, let's go get that 125. And he's like, you're all, you always want more. You always want more. But then by the end of the movie, we see that Don Cheadle's offer to build Duke is actually what he wanted, which was just safe passage and $5,000. So 
So I guess it was like at the end, you're supposed to go like, no, no, he never wanted all of this. He just wanted that, like that thing. And I was just like, I was like, is this a, is there a point to this? Like, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sincerely, <laughs> them having the money for two seconds and then the money all going back to the head of GM and Which then plus, plus more, plus, plus more. And mm. then him only getting the 5K. I was like, well, why did I, <laughs> why did I watch so this? I was like, like so what it, was this? So I was like, what's the point of this film? Like what Matt Damon said, which was like, uh, people like me create the rules and you'll like, even when you think you're not, even when you think you're not playing by them, you are playing by them. And like, I will always make my money. And like, you're just going to follow the, the rules and the orders that we set. Like, yeah, because mm-hmm. like, because even John Hamm giving him all of this extra money that was not his, right? Like it was other money. It was like, right. other, you know, and like not trying to even take a cut. It was like, yeah, even even this cop who probably could have gotten more out of this is playing into this system of like just <laughs> giving over all of this stuff that he probably could have walked away with. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, when you usually watch one of these mob movies, and I guess now that I know the Steven Soderbergh that I love is the one that makes those cool slick movies when people are like outsmarting or like even Aaron Brockovich is like outsmarting everybody. I was like, I at one point thought Don Cheeto was doing that. And maybe he, yeah, maybe right. Maybe he did get the thing he wanted. It just didn't feel cool. I don't know. Is that, is that bad? No, I I think that's the thing that I was kind of trying to say at the beginning was like, this movie doesn't feel that cool because, and it's this weird ending where it's like actually kind of pessimistic where it's like, no, 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 the little person can't get one, can't one up or get over the bigger person. Like they will always like at the end of the day, only get what they're allowed to get, which is like, very small little slice if they follow the rules and yeah. if they don't you know they'll end up dead like Benicio del Toro like the ending was a was a bummer yeah. and also it wasn't like at least in some of those movies like The Departed for instance like everybody loses you know what I mean yeah. like but it wasn't even like everyone lost it was like the bad guy won the guys who we were following one literally lost his life and the other like kind of lost like or just didn't get that much you know yeah and they had to go through so much to do it but in this movie it's not so i was thinking like even at the end of this movie as stuff is happening and like you know don gets kind of like taken by bill duke and then the leaves benicio with all the money when benicio gets backstabbed i was like oh snap also when benicio gets backstabbed he sees he pulls out the thing he sees the bullet and he's just like she driving you ain't you you ain't doing you're not moving like literally he take it's the slowest he was in shock oh but I'm like nigga she was shot you. you watching she, too many superhero movies dude. yeah he was about to die Come on, there was no he, there was nothing was he could shot. do they were in close quarters she wasn't driving the car was parked car was parked, oh, it was the parked. Car was parked. And and he was shot. He was shot. He just got shot by this woman. He thought he was running away with. That's he was true. A, there was nothing for him to, for him to But do. then the cops knew about her in the car and just took well, the money immediately. Because after? we saw we saw John Ham see them drive away. So I just assume that like oh. John Ham must have like 
wrote down the description of the car. It wasn't John Hammond. It was some other agent. But he did, as they were driving off, Oh, that wasn't... Oh, I think no, was no, it was. I don't think it was him. I actually, you know what? Honestly, it might have been him. But I thought it was just some. There was just some agent there, and they, we did. We see him like take down the license plate or something, and probably, probably describe the car. Um, yeah, but they. I didn't know how they knew it was her, but I guess they just knew. They just know who she is. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, she's the boss's. But uh, oh, yeah. I also didn't understand why she did that. <laughs> I like we don't really get a reason other than just like I guess she just wanted that money to herself. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I felt like yeah, she just wanted she just wanted that money to for for herself. And also like was he supposed to give up that they were having an affair to He wasn't. He was Right. And so like tricked. if I'm her, if I'm her I'm like fuck this dude, like I'm a, I'm gonna get this money and then and then I'm gonna shoot. I'm a if Why? I'm her, I'm, if I'm her, every dude that wronged me is dead, and that's what, what she. Did. How did he? How did he wrong her? By telling Ray Liotta, he came back. He came back and beat the snot out of her. Like she was all bruised. But he didn't. He didn't tell Ray Liotta. Yeah. Ray Liotta tricked him. Ray Liotta, Ray Liotta tricked him. Was just right. Lying. Ray Ray Liotta tricked him. But he still, you know what I mean. But but he still, he could have been like Ray Liotta nah. was trying to trick him, and he was, <laughs> and he kept being like, I don't know what you're talking about. He never gave it up. He never gave it up. Oh, he didn't. Okay. I thought at one point he said, I thought like, there was sorry, one point he was like, look, I already know. I already know. You no, got- that's what he said. And he was like, he's like, I already know. She told me. And he was like, I would never do that. She's out of my league. She's out of oh, my league. Oh, you're right. He, he is denying it, that whole scene. So does that mean Ray Liotta tricks her then? He was trying to trick her. And she also was like, no, I didn't do it. And then he just went and beat her anyway because he. Oh, then look, it was four hundred thousand dollars. That's why she did it. It was four hundred. It was it was four hundred thousand dollars. She wanted the money to herself. I to guess. herself. I was she like, been, damn, what? You just didn't care about this other dude this whole time. <laughs> She's like, nah, nigga. That nah. dude should have should have gone with GM when they tried to recruit him. <laughs> that's what he should. That's what Benicio del Toro should. That's his lesson for the end of this movie. He should have gone with them. A decade ago, or whenever it was. Oh man, I didn't, I didn't get that. But I, uh, I also didn't understand, quite understand why John Hamm. I was like, wait, why is he giving? All, why did he give the other money to Matt Damon? I think is he worked for Matt Damon and was just giving the money back. And like, is he getting? Is he getting paid by Matt Damon? No, he's not. I, I, Literally, I he Matt was. Damon said, "I'm sorry, I can't cut." He said, "I'm sorry, I can't cut you in." He's like, "Fine, it's your money." I'll take this. I'll take this eighty-eight dollar bottle of scotch. Like I think that that moment was just supposed to show people following the rules. Yeah, I thought John Hamm was a dirty cop at the end. I thought. I would think he was dirty if he if he kept some of the money. But he, <laughs> he didn't did keep, yeah. keep any yeah, money. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Now here's another question: What was the book that Bill do? do that was to? his um, like his numbers or something. His, uh, like everybody yeah, who he, owed him. He yeah. he had written in a book like all his what do you call that like all his his debts anybody who owed money like um and and Don Cheadle kept it on him like they were that was a thing yeah, that he they stole said it. like he he oh did, it wasn't it was he stole it he that's stole why it he stole was, it and he kept it when did he okay. he stole it a long time ago uh, like he stole it before and at one point when Culkin is talking to um. Benicio, he goes, Benicio goes, oh, he has the book on him now. And that's when Don yeah. is like sitting there asleep. First off, Don, you sleeping around these two? You just sleep? 
<laughs> you just hat over your face, going to get some real Z's, and these two <laughs> niggas up just talking about you. Got it. And that's why Watkins wanted to kill him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this, a, a scene that was funny, I just said I was going to say all the scenes that I thought was and funny. And then, ex- <laughs> does anybody remember what the hotel was? The, the what hotel. the actual... I feel like maybe Culkin explained it, but I couldn't quite get what was the thing that Don Cheadle did that made him not want to. Nobody. Oh, I don't know. If 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 they said it, I didn't even I didn't even hear it. Well, I always assumed it was still in that book. No, because it was something with Frank. Oh, yeah, he like somehow botched a deal. Oh, oh yeah. If it was said, I just missed it. Right, and it might have been said in the movie, but I, if I it was said, it probably was said at that dinner table when Frank shows up when Don Cheadle tries to like make a bargain with him. I feel like there's a point when so many things are happening that my brain really scrambled. I was like, "All right, cool. Now this person is <laughs> now they're mad at him. And I, all right, I'm cool with that. I'm cool. Okay, wait though. But another part, I just I just want to say it was so funny when David Harbour was punching his his boss. This is how much I need it. <laughs> this is how much I, I do love it. my job. <laughs> and I thought that that was intentionally funny. I thought that that was well done. Yeah, yeah, but then some so. of those I other scenes so. were, were confusing. All right. Was, now I just wanted to say funny. that was, this is good. He said, this is going to be a punch. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he hit him. The, it was such a light hit. He like had no, <laughs> there was no force behind it. Oh, oh man. All right. Also, okay, he sorry. was great was in um, Black Widow. Loved him. He was yeah, great. He was great, man. Yeah, he was great. Hear this. We just got to talk about how good he was in that movie. No. He was great. He was, he was good in it. He was, man. That's what we want to say. He was good. He was good. He was good. I, you know I, I mean? beat Captain no, America. Still... When was this? I don't know, the 80s. He was still in the ice. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. That, man. I, I want to talk about the end, but I feel like James said it already. It's like the end doesn't <laughs> so much happens, but I feel like once Bill Duke takes um, Don Cheeto, there's three or four scenes that kind of sum up the movie. And Don Cheeto isn't in those scenes. He's only no, in the scene where I they let him out the car. So mad. I was so mad. It was like, this movie is about Don Cheeto, right? And then I think we have 10, 10 straight minutes at the end before we get to him. And it was like, what is this? It's too much time away from him. The other thing that's hard about this film is that there's so, like, again, because it's mostly just about plot and not really about the characters, like, we have to, like, they have to tell us, like, all the stuff that was happening because it's confusing. We're like, yeah. what's <laughs> yeah. go- so what's going on? And they're like, oh, so, the you know, I mean, Matt Damon basically tells us. Matt Damon's job in this film was to tell us what the movie was about. Yeah. Like, yeah. he, like, <laughs> He like explains like what the documents are. <laughs> he like explains like exactly what happened. He's like, so I hired people to get this, <laughs> and then you sniffed it out and you worked your way up, and that's why we're here now. And I was I like, like the, I like the way they did it though. <laughs> that that he was like he was trying to figure out. He was like. I don't know why you're here. I don't know why you guys yeah. are here. He was you like, know? and then like, and then it, be was, here. it was him putting the pieces together out loud. I liked that. That was kind of fun. Like, him being like, like, oh, so I see Naismith. Okay. So Naismith fucked me. And then you, okay. You're right. paying for our silence. <laughs> silence about what? You know. No, we don't. We don't. Look, <laughs> the thing about those auto exhaust pipes. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, okay. There it is. I didn't understand the reference or the, 
I didn't understand the relevance of Benicio del Toro having had met Matt Damon years ago and worked for General Motors. I didn't understand when or how or what that was about. I, I think it was like the- I think it was supposed to be that he could have had a straight and narrow. Yeah. I mean, I guess clearly not because because. Matt Damon's doing all this, <laughs> these dirty dealings. Well, but, that but, like, is, but that's straight and narrow, though. Right, but that, right, exactly. But you're that's, right. fo- that's following the rules of the, <laughs> of the white supremacy system. Yeah. And, but like, right, like that he yeah. could have, wait, 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 wait. We're not political. Braylock just said white supremacy. For everyone listening at home, this is not a political podcast. He's just saying white supremacy in the vein of this movie. This not episode that is about white to be supremacy. flagged because of how much <laughs> we've now said, we have now said, the WS words. <laughs> no, 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 James. We're not saying what we're saying is that this this podcast isn't political. So we're talking about white supremacy in the realm you of said the it movie. Again? We're not white supremacy in the realm of um, America. I see. I see. Well, I mean, this movie does take place in America, so it is about Braylock. What are you doing? <laughs> I never said WS. I don't know why you're saying that. <laughs> I don't know why you're saying that. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's gonna hear it. They're gonna. Who, and and what? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm nervous. It's not like we didn't say, James. Not like we we're saying this movie is like about like critical race theory. You say critical don't, race theory. Oh, that's when you get canceled. Oh, okay. Snap. You can't he say critical this, race theory. He says CRT who several times. <laughs> Bray, g- come on now. You can the people will be like, hey, critical race theory, that's racist. I, I didn't say WS. The I didn't people. say CRT. The people, Bray. Say- <laughs> I'm not saying what kind of people or, or, or the what the people believe, but they believe critical race theory is like racist. Yeah, wasn't it cute when Noah came down the steps and the, and they held him at gunpoint and then he got over to his mom and he stood in front of his that mom. That was hilarious. I love that. I mean, we all would have did it and been know, like, all right. So- that, was a, that was a great moment. We all would have did that. And been like, that was great. They all just laugh. They just and laugh. They, yeah, they cut to them. They're like laughing at him. Uh, I thought the mom was going to sell out um, Harbor because like he was cheating. I thought she was going to do something she, to get him back. She did. She did. Well, not she, no, didn't, she didn't. She didn't sell him out to anybody. She just told every. She told the the neighbors and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. The, and the, and the and the kid. Everybody now. They, we never see that scene, but we know that she tells he everybody. Lost everything. Yeah. Yeah. He. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's true. And I had to watch. I don't know why we. Yeah, we saw him and his family a little too much after this movie had clearly moved on from that. <laughs> like, I mean, why listen, are we David still? Harbour. Here, <laughs> he's famous. You can't not have when you have David Harbor. You got to give him. They wrote three extra scenes when they, when he was cast. They wrote those other scenes. Yeah, they those scenes weren't in the movie. Also, but why did Benicia del Toro's character know that Julia Fox was going to kill her husband? Because Ray Liotta said to him that he knows that they cheated, even though he was backing away. He was like, "Oh, I know." That that Frankie knows, and he's probably gonna beat the shit out of her. So if he's going back home, she probably gonna kill him. You know what I mean? That's a lot of assumptions. <laughs> but that, that was exactly it, right? There was I no thought he point. cut the phone line or something, and was like, "She gonna kill." Because when Ray Liotta came back, he went to the phone first, and the phone didn't work. Then he went upstairs, and I was like, "Oh, did oh, I didn't see that." Was this a fallback plan if Ray Liotta ever found out or something? Cause like he he tries to call somebody, it doesn't work. He goes up and he sees like the suitcase with the money, her stuff, and he's like, "What is this?" I guess they had already had the plan. Yeah, they that's what I'm thinking. Had a, 
the plan to run away. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, I don't know when they made that plan. Did they make that plan that morning? That morning when we first saw them? Uh, I liked this too, though. I liked, I also liked the, I keep going back to stuff that was funny. I liked the, um, interrogation scene and how everybody had a slightly different like nobody they were so messy it was so they were funny. so messy i was in the room the whole time the whole time <laughs> i kept my eyes closed the whole time it was so scary one, I kept who my had eyes the gun? one of them one of them <laughs> well no he see that's he did he said so how many of them were there and he said there was one of them Oh right, yeah. He was yeah, uh, he was trying to back yeah. He was trying to get them in corners though. I like that whole scene with When the wife said my eyes were closed the whole time, <laughs> I was like, this is hilarious. <laughs> it was scary. My eyes were just closed the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see anything? You, you don't hear no voices? You, you missed the whole thing? <laughs> Your eyes were closed before something happened? Did we ever find out why the kids don't like the white the mom? Like the daughter shows no respect for this mom the entire movie and then the son at one point goes i'm blank to dad oh that was the most white people thing i'd ever heard i'm matthew <laughs> dad is matt i'm matthew and then he left oh this little boy ain't saying he about to get listen don't 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 spank your kids but he about to get a spank okay? <laughs> i'm gonna say you ever watch movies and be <laughs> like yo this Yo, it's the 50s. You can, they beat kids. And look, I'm man, saying I don't condone this, but I'm saying that kid would have got smacked. <laughs> I, I was watching this movie and this happens from time to time where I'm like, like my mom was definitely not like, oh, you get spanking all the time. But I definitely have moments where I'm like, if I spoke up to her in public like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not at, not in the neighbor's house. Like not in, in front of. In the it, neighbor's house mm-mm. with the whole fact. With the family watching, yo. Then I later, promise then you. later, she said to the mom, "He's gonna do whatever he wants." <laughs> yo, let that have been like it's my not... godmother's, a cousin, or neighbor house. They would have went, they would have locked the door, and be like, "Who whooping his ass first? Like, do like <laughs> it would have been a round robin, of ass whoopings, okay? Round robin, ah, like one would have went hot. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? And then he comes back and sits down. Technically, doesn't really apologize. Nope, little badass little kid. Well, we saw this movie. We did. We did. And Don Cheeto really did act his ass off in this. He was doing yeah, some, man, some we great saw work. This movie. I really liked him in this. We saw this movie, man. It was good. I mean, look. <laughs> I can't. I don't. I have nothing. I could, the movie's not about anything. Yeah. And then at the end, they're like, they're like, in 1960-something, you know, these four auto uh and it's like what companies that's were what this was about arranged and then in 1975 made it public and they didn't pay any fines and you're just like okay why are you telling me this like this was what this whole movie was about <laughs> well, let me say was, was scary like, about i don't this. care i don't what i wasn't watching a movie about the auto Co- industry yeah. conspiring <laughs> against car pollution i was watching a movie about two Small time thieves working <laughs> up to a bigger prize, yeah, and then failing to reach it. That's what the movie I was watching. Hey, man, look, you know, it sucks because, like, this is probably one of the first times I've ever been scared on this podcast because I have a little list of like if people ever interview me about like what directors I want to, I mean, work for. Uh, Steven Soderbergh is in my top six, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna say where he falls, but he's definitely in the top six. You don't and- say top six. 
and then say, I'm not going to tell you where he falls in the top six. Okay? Right. No, he's not <laughs> he's number, number six. number six. No, you don't say no. he's in my top. No, he's not number six. You don't say he's in my top six. I do, <laughs> he's not I do, number I don't, six. I don't like doing top fives. I like even numbers. Odd okay. numbers freak me out. So like when I wake up, I wake up at 802 or 702. This person's in my top you know. seven directors. No, no, no. Won't tell but you I won't do top. <laughs> I don't do top five because top five is an odd number. Top uh, okay. six. All right. Anywho, what I was saying is, hey, you know, I've been looking at a lot of the casting reports coming out, which is great because it's getting diverse. There's a couple of things I've been noticing. You know, it seems like Hollywood hasn't been taking enough risks in my liking on like black dudes. You know, like, you know, the three, the three black dudes getting parts, you know, the three. But every time I see a casting, it'd be like, it, it don't be a black dude. If I see a new show, it don't be no black dude on the show. Or if it's a reboot of a show, there don't be no black dude on the show. So I just want to remind Hollywood that like, you know, you know, young black actors of all ages are here. You know, we got, we got, we got more than five. They can, they can break somebody new. You know, that's always fun. It's like, oh man, this black dude had been around for years, but never... You can do that. Just wanted to put that out there. That's that's a very quick talk on Hollywood. I just noticed the trend recently because someone DM me like, have you seen these seven posts or eight posts? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they started sending me like all these new shows. And I was like, oh yeah, ain't no black dudes on those shows. Um, so just wanted to say, hey, we here. Don't forget. Wait, you know. What? What does that have to do with this? Hmm? Well, it was like, I'm just saying, like I want to talk to Hollywood. I just wanted to get it out that don't forget Got about the, the the young black actors. And, you know, middle-aged black actors or old-aged black actors, um, you know, males, that they can, you know, act in stuff as well. That's all I want to say. That's all I want to say. Are you trying to a, say... Is this about black actors be... or is this about you? <laughs> no, I, let me say what's so funny. is like, this is legitimately about black dude actors. <laughs> like, like, black male American actors. I think it's very that, that specific. You're, you feel like black men can't jump in Hollywood? Ooh. Wow. Damn. Yeah, wow. Honestly, no, yeah, yeah, people yeah. probably think this is a joke. Pause, but like low key, honestly, yeah. Like that's 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 actually very, yeah. Literally over the last couple of months, I've been like, oh man, so much cool casting is happening, but then it don't be like it be like Michael B or like Yaya, and I'm like, yo, it's mad niggas out here, dog. <laughs> no offense to them, I'm like of course book them on shit. But I'm like, but that's what happens nigga. when somebody's. But it be know, mad. But but no man, but it be. I've been seeing people of color who aren't black men particularly get on, which is great. I'm just saying, don't forget, you know, you should put black men on as well. That's all I'm saying. Like if you, right. if you, if you giving jobs out, you know, it's just, you know, niggas want jobs too. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. They won't eat. They got kids. You know what I'm saying? They got mortgages, rents, you know, mamas, they want to make proud, you know, if they get stopped by the police, they're trying to be famous enough where the cop is a fan of their movies, you know, so that might give them a leg up. You know, little things like that. That's what I'm saying. Well, listen, you know, I normally bring up a movie right now that, like, people don't like. And I talk about it like, hey, was it good? Stuff mm -hmm. like that. I, like, ask those questions. Usually I do that right now. So I'm taking a pause. I'm taking a pause right, right now um, from doing this. You know? All right. So I'm thank you, James. A, I'm generally pausing right now, you know, from doing, you know, from this moment, for this period of, for a period of time, I'm not going to do a like a bit you know you you have done yeah. this bit. no but i'm not gonna i have done which bit what are you saying okay um <laughs> i'm not doing yeah I'm and not, i'm not doing it 
At, at this moment, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not. I'm not. You're not doing it? I'm not doing it. You're All not right? doing. Because this I'm not going to do a okay. bit. This isn't Great. a bit. This isn't a bit. It's not a bit. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to taste the flavoriest flavor to ever flavor? Mmm. Snapple is ridiculously flavorful. And you can uncap a Snapple real fat with every bottle. Like, cows produce more milk when they listen to music. Come on, leave the ridiculousness to Snapple. And grab one of your favorites that pack a punch. Explore all of the delicious flavors at Snapple.com. This episode is brought to you by Snickers Ice Cream. The only thing that'll chill you out when you're about to find your zen and... Your neighbor whips out their new drum set. Made with 100% real peanut butter ice cream, smooth caramel, crunchy peanuts, and covered in a chocolatey coating. When you're out of sorts, Snickers ice cream chills you out. Buy it now at your local retailer. Hi, this is Will Arnett. I, we, are inviting you to follow us as we go on tour and we take our podcast, Smartless, on the road. Join us and watch any boundaries we previously had disappear. Like you've never seen us before, you'll see us on the road, ordering lunch, roasting each other, and on stage as we surprise each other with a mystery celebrity guest in each city. Boy, that sounds amazing. Welcome to to Smartland! Don't miss our new series, Smartless on the Road, streaming May 23rd, only on Max. Subscription required. It's time for the cause. Okay, all right. James. James, we can see you take a breath, okay? Braylock is about to end it for us. I'm ready. Uh, No, I'm ready. ready. All right, great. It's time for the cause. Stop laughing. (laughs) We review films of leading black actors, and we talk about them. All right. (laughs) Ah, this Sunday's wild. It's not really because we rate review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause of leading black actors in Hollywood. So if we feel like the film fully helps the cause, we give it a black fist. Someone helped the cause of white palm. Doesn't help the cause at all. We don't give it anything. On the count of three, we're going to raise our ratings for this film, No Sudden Move. Damn. Hold on. I don't actually know. You I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. Okay, here we go. One. Oh no. And we go at two. Oh no, I'm not ready. And it's not based on if we. Oh god. <laughs> it's not if we liked it or anything, and, or uh, it's just if it helps the cause of more leading black actors. <laughs> you said more. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 <laughs> Three. <laughs> I don't think it's because of James. James said I, I'm, I almost help gave it a palm. More leading palm. black actors, and I'm like, no. It, I, I mean, so it, look, I almost wow. gave a, I almost gave it a palm because Don Cheadle is clearly just, you know, he's like one of seven leading black actors in, wow. in Hollywood. Needs the lead, but Lonnie, the dude who played Lonnie, you Lonnie. know, that's a young cat. Only got a couple credits. He Lonnie. was in this movie. Had a couple scenes. Had some fun parts. You know, gave more work to moms. You know what I'm saying? R.I.P. You know, we have we have some black people in this. All right, I gave it a fist just because it's yes, it's Don Cheadle, but he's a you know, it's a Steven Soderbergh film. He already was in Oceans. He wasn't the lead, and now he's the lead. Damn, that was 
That was 30 years ago? He may have been in this movie <laughs> no, maybe was... 10, 15 more minutes than he was in Ocean's 1. Ocean's was no, get 20 years here. ago? How long ago was Ocean's? It be a lot more than he was in Ocean's 11. Ocean's was... Ocean's 11, he was like number eight. But he was but he was the British one and he was like in it because then Bonnie, Rubble, Trouble. That's the best line of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Y'all remember when... Uh, y'all remember when... Um, James, what's happening? I was just trying to remember another part from the movie. There was some other fun stuff. Right? Why, I mean, why, listen. Why? <laughs> why did you... Listen, you had nothing I, to say. I gave, it, I gave it nothing, not because I think the movie's bad, because that's not what you're raging on. I, you know, Don Cheetah was in it. I, he wasn't in it. He was the lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Don, I, Don, I was, I also say that I I gave it a, a a fist because you know Don Cheadle. A lot of the people that are in these Marvel movies as these roles like don't don't play a lot of other parts. Like they're often only in a lot of them have only been in that. But Don been like consistently doing TV shows and like popping up in this movie. Like I like you know what I mean. It's like yeah he. I think that is that is inspiring to young black actors to see. So that's gonna help. I- Listen, Don Cheeto is the only, like, and I, don't, I mean this in a good way, but I feel like every time we have a black actor, they always got to be like the big six foot, I got to break down the door type nigga. And I'm like, there are average Joe, Dustin Hoffman, uh, Bruce Willis, fucking uh, like everyday guys who are black who can play a character that goes through depression and not have to like defeat a supernatural entity. A guy who like, you know, is a crook who's just trying to get through shit. And I feel like Don Cheadle is probably one of the only black actors that we have, male, male black actors, who gets to do that. Like, just be yeah. different versions of what a man is. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, a lot of times you see, like, the black dudes is like, yeah, man, this nigga is big as shit and probably could beat the hell out of you. Whereas, like, you're looking at Don Cheadle in a fight, it's like, if he's scrappy, he probably can get through this, which I'm like, it's always more fun to see, you know? So I'm thankful for Don Cheadle, man. I'm just, you know, I just don't know if this movie helps anybody who's not Don Cheadle. But it was fun. I think it does, baby. No, that's real. That's real. What hey, about guys, the dude that played Lonnie? Hey, hey, yeah, you keep bringing up Lonnie. It helped Lonnie. You're right. He's in the scene with Don Cheadle. You're right. Um, Hey, guys, you know, there's some movies coming out like, you know, Snake Eyes. And Jungle Cruise. Oh, we gotta do Snake Eyes. And Escape Room too. We gotta do. We gotta do Snake Eyes. Well, I Jungle, mean, Escape Room too. Ju- Jungle know? Cruise. Jungle Cruise with the Rock. Jungle Cruise. I'm not as excited. We do. We do every rock movie the weekend and come out. Can we just? Can we not do one? Can this be the one we don't do? <laughs> I mean, I'm down. To do, I'm, I'm down see to do this movie. I'm going to see Jungle Cruise. Right? Like, of course, I'm going to see that. It's on my list of movies to see. But do we have to talk about <laughs> Suicide Squad? Oh, oh I'm seeing yeah. that. I'm seeing that. Yeah. Your boy seeing the Suicide Squad. <laughs> I mean, I just want to see Jungle the Cruise. The Suicide Squad. Oh, that's know. what it is. It's the Suicide Squad. Uh huh. Respect. I would mind seeing Snake Eyes. Yeah, we must. We know that you want to see Snake Eyes. We must do Snake. Eyes. Also, also my thing about Jungle Cruise is like if I mean I, I mean clearly it's not out yet, but. 
It could be like a black Indiana Jones, which is what I've always wanted to be growing up is Indiana Jones. That's not what it is. Come on, Bray. You he, know that's he, not what it is. He's on a boat. I feel like, don't you he, feel like Jumanji, the first one of the, the yeah, Welcome to the Jungle? That, that'll be that close, was black. That's closer well, to see, it, it's hard for me to consider that. The character The Rock plays isn't knowing. It's like it's still a white boy who's uncool. So it's like, uh, and even if he wasn't a white boy, say it was just like whoever, like he's not. The, <laughs> no, right. Like, he's not the. He's, he's not, a video game. Yeah, yeah like he's yeah, not yeah. like outsmarting he's not people in control and doing of, it. Yeah, yeah. All right, I would love Snake eyes. Yeah, sure. Woo! You can follow us at Black Men Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmenpodcast.com is our website. You can find links to merchandise. We got t shirts and phone cases and pillows. Also, we have a defunct Patreon. It's $5 a month. There's a year's worth of episodes on there. If you haven't seen it, if you have, if you see, if you've heard them all already, then, you know, you don't have to subscribe. <laughs> Great way to sell that one. Well, I, mean, no, listen, I mean, just so that we, people know that they, if they are continuing to subscribe, you know, just know that that's just to further support us. <laughs> it's not yeah. to receive new content. Right. Rate review us on iTunes. Give us five stars. We'll read your review on the air. This one is by but- Buttermac. We would be friends IRL, but there would be some shouting. Since <laughs> finding your podcast a couple of years ago, I really began to focus on making sure my most viewed actors on Letterboxd are POC. And my oh my, I have, have I had to watch some terrible movies just to get some very talented <laughs> performers in that top 20. Angela Bassett in Critters 4. And don't even get me Damn, started. She's on in Al- Critters? Uh, Critters, Critters 4. 4? Hold on. Angela Bassett is in a lot of movies. You didn't have to watch that one. You There's no way she's in Critters 4. You, you could have picked no way. Enough. You could have picked Don't even number. get me started on how hard it is to keep POCs on that top directors list. Hopefully one day Hollywood will listen and start giving us the opportunities to tell our stories. Keep up the good work. They said Critters 4. <laughs> she's in it. I just looked it up. They said, Critters But they four. said Angela Bassett critters for like if you're talking you gotta you gotta keep it up gotta watch all the films you gotta watch the whole filmography and see and there you go does critters for help the cause i guess it does also y'all should watch <laughs> even though we probably won't do it speaking of angela bassett y'all should watch uh gunpowder milkshake where she's in it and she's awesome oh we it's gotta do Netflix. that wait hold on we doing gunpowder milkshake next no she no that's not a, there's no she's lead. not the lead gunpowder milkshake she's not the lead all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Peace. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Fonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Forever Dog. 
What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today! Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast.